0: Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Time for PH and China to talk. The Department of Foreign Affairs, DFA, says it has by now filed 445 diplomatic protests with China over unwarranted acts against the Philippines in the South China Sea, or more precisely, West Philippine Sea. This year alone it has filed 35 protests. All without result, the DFA says. So far there have been no lethal incidents. But ever since China's takeover of Mischief Reef in 1995, and the extended standoff in Scarborough Shoal, otherwise known as Bajo de Masinloc, in 2012, the incidents have escalated. How long can we allow these to continue? Some have suggested that by cozying up to the US, with whom the Philippines has a mutual defense treaty, we would be able to restrain China. Accordingly, The Marcos government decided to allow the U.S. to pre-position its forces inside Philippine military bases under the Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, EDCA, in preparation for a possible showdown over Taiwan. EDCA is in defiance of the Philippines' own constitutional ban on foreign bases, troops or facilities on its own soil after the expiration of the Philippine-U.S. military bases agreement in 1991. It has not dampened China's resolve. In June last year, a Chinese Navy vessel flashed blue lights and blinkers at a Philippine Coast Guard tugboat, according to a Philippine Daily Inquirer report. In February this year, the Chinese Coast Guard beamed a military-grade laser on a boat carrying supplies to our military outpost on BRP Sierra Madre in Aungan, 2nd Thomas, Shoal. This prevented the resupply mission from reaching its destination. Months earlier, China was reported to have shown a military-grade laser towards one of Australia's warplanes off northern Australia. Then, on August 5, the Chinese Coast Guard fired a water cannon on a supply vessel carrying food, fuel and other basic necessities for the same Philippine military contingent in Ayungin. The Chinese operation was reportedly supported by six Coast Guard vessels and numerous maritime militia units. Some naval security experts characterized the action of the Chinese Coast Guard and maritime militia as equivalent to a blockading of Ayungin Shoal. This drew a stern reaction from the United States, Britain, Canada, the European Union, Australia, Japan and other allies, but it did not improve the position of the Philippine government vis-à-vis China. While China's navy, coast guard and militia fleet have unrestricted freedom of movement in the whole of the South China Sea, the Philippines is limited to its small space on board the old rusting BRP Sierra Madre, which was deliberately grounded at Aung and Shoal in 1990 in order to fly the Philippine flag and serve as a token military outpost to assert Philippine sovereignty. It lies within its 200-mile exclusive economic zone, EEZ, under the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea, Unclo, about 200 kilometers west of the western Philippine island of Palawan, and more than 1,000 kilometers from China's nearest major landmass on Hainan Island. But BRP Sierra Madre can be easily surrounded by ships of the Chinese Navy, Coast Guard and Maritime Militia and denied access to basic supplies. China's firing of a water cannon on the Philippine resupply vessel was captured on video and went viral around the world, making it clear to all and sundry who had any explaining to do. Aside from filing a diplomatic protest, the DFA has summoned the Chinese ambassador to Manila, Huang Zilian, to explain the incident, but instead of explaining or apologizing for it, the ambassador said the Philippine resupply vessel had intruded into Chinese territorial waters and the Chinese Coast Guard dealt with it accordingly. If this information is correct, it means there has been a hardening of positions on the South China Sea, which both sides must now deal with. They cannot allow the situation to deteriorate. Reacting to the incident, President Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr., BBM, expressed full support for the Philippine Coast Guard, but said he would still reach out to the Chinese government to clear up any misunderstanding between the parties. I take this to mean he would try to talk to President Xi Jinping, whom he had met before, to clarify certain issues. He evidently believes that Xi could still be persuaded to regard the Philippines as a friend, or at least a good neighbor, despite EDCA, the various sea incidents and everything else. My own take on this is that whether or not BBM is still able to talk to Xi personally or through former President Rodrigo Duterte, it is time for the Philippines and China to talk at official or ministerial level and forge a modus vivendi as peace-loving neighbors. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken set the pace when he flew to Beijing last June and met with his counterpart Wang Yi and with President Xi to lower the temperature in U.S.-China relations. The same objective could guide any Philippine-Chinese conversation the parties may not be able to dispose of their maritime conflict altogether, but with an abundance of mutual respect and understanding, they should be able to agree on certain red lines which neither side should cross. This is the minimum they could aim at. Fstad at gmail.com. Correction, in my August 9th column, The Pope at the Crossroads, some words were inadvertently omitted in the second sentence, third paragraph. In 2008, He brought the celebration to Sydney, where 400,000 pilgrims from Australia and New Zealand received him with great devotion. The figure 400,000 was inadvertently omitted. My apologies. Even
0: on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quinn's has the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.